Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gridcoin Fireside here on the Gridcoin Discord server. Today is May 7th, 2021. We're going to be talking about a paper put together by Agent P, a community member here on the Discord. Uh, it's called The Green Paper. It is a proposal seeking to create basically a closed economic loop within Gridcoin by, uh, well, we'll get into it a little bit later, so stick around. Uh, the... Gridcoin Fireside, right, takes place every Friday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern on the Gridcoin Discord server. Everyone can join the discussion in the voice chat or the text chat and, you know, talk about Gridcoin and stuff, ask some questions, get involved. Who knows what we're going to do? It's a wild and crazy time every week. Isn't that right, Jeff? Yeah, man. <laughs> He's not even here. Oh, all right. Uh, first things first, though, we do some news. We got i already forgot we got at least one big news thing there's a poll out we've talked about this for several months now at this point as uh, the dispersing funds uh for past development work uh development in this context includes software and non-software development because yes these are commons based open source projects uh you cannot have you could have the best code in the world, but if you don't have everything else to go along with it, you're not going to have a successful project. In fact, one of the first, uh, one of the early contributors to uh, Bitcoin, I forget who exactly, I want to say Gavin Anderson, but I'm not sure. During an interview, he was asked, what is the one thing he would do differently with Bitcoin when they were first sort of getting that thing going in the first couple of years? And he said, get better branding for their logo so it would be easier to get adoption etc so it's more than just the software and in fact at that time the bitcoin software wasn't great even so let's all keep that in mind as we talk about development work uh the poll is pretty straightforward the proposal is been put out there in some form or another for a while so if you have any questions throw it on the thread there's some good discussions going there uh one of the most relevant questions i've seen so far is um how are we going to fund the foundation moving forward that is a very good question it's a question we've talked about um religiously almost in the, <laughs> the community and during these chats specifically uh over the past year or so there are ideas on how to do it uh including the treasury system there's these things called verified side staking addresses that we might implement as well and also yes with this green uh, green paper comes another way, another tool we might implement having to do with what uh, is called green listing. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. But there are many options on how to do it. The most straightforward and probably immediate solution is going to be a treasury system. And that proposal will come soon after the completion of this poll, uh, soon being a relative term. So <laughs> keep an ear to the ground of that. If you have any questions about how the treasury would work, there's a post on GitHub, and there will be more posts on GitHub as details start to get worked out. Um, other things, there is some cool stuff going on in the outreach channel here on Discord. So just remind everyone that there is an outreach channel here on Discord where people get together and try to figure out how to get Gridcoin in front of the eyes of other people. Uh, join the discussion just like y'all joined the whitelisting committee discussion uh, and get involved with marketing and outreach. Uh, one thing that is happening right now is community member Garf is going to buy an article to get posted on Hacker Noon. Uh, we all look forward to that happening. And folks with GRC, uh, feel free to reimburse them once it's done. It would be neat to see that happen. It would also incentivize and encourage other people just to get out there and do some cool stuff. Because remember, there is no we here. There is no organization that runs Gridcoin. It is a permissionless system. It is open source. It is run by the commons. If you have an idea, you have the means to do it. Just get out there and do it. If you need help or if you want input, then by all means, join the community. Talk to the people who have been here for ages. Talk to the developers. Talk to the other contributors. No, Foxy, there is no Gridcoin Incorporated. <laughs> but... At the same time, and also included in this green paper, there may be a nonprofit in the future. And we've talked about this a lot in the past. There are a lot of people in this community who contribute a lot and are currently part of nonprofits or run businesses, are business leaders and entrepreneurs, or just good leaders and good contributors. Um, and a nonprofit, and they've talked about getting nonprofits together, myself included, me, Jim, we talk about it often. Um, the things, the benefits to a nonprofit are numerous. So we'll see how that goes. But it's very important to just, whenever we bring up this idea of a quote unquote Gridcoin Inc., and though, although hopefully we'll have a different name, uh, it would still operate 
with Gridcoin as part of the commons. It would not assume control of anything. It would not take control of the foundation wallet. Uh, maybe it would request funds from the foundation to do with what it pleases, but the foundation would be a community-run wallet still. So it's not something trying to impose leadership, top-down, hierarchical structures on top of this uh, non-hierarchical anarchist system, or sorry, polycentric system. Uh, then it is just something, and a more cohesive entity that has that can do more stuff as part of this polycentric system. Um, sorry, I'm distracted. My dog is so happy. She is crying. It's so cute. Uh, <laughs> all right. That said, if there is no more news, no more questions about the poll or anything like that, pause here for response. We'll get into the green paper. All right. Let me pull it up. I actually don't have it in front of me. So first things first, huge shout out to Agent P for putting this together. This is no small document, uh, and it is definitely very well thought out. So this is awesome. 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 Uh, the let's see. Does anyone have anything they want to start off with? I have a couple notes here. I'm getting in front of me. Uh, and I'll read some excerpts, sort of, to get thoughts flowing. Okay. Hey, so they I, say. Uh, th- say something. Yeah, go ahead. I didn't know you had a mic. Hey. Yeah, I just just turned it on. Sorry, I'm also getting over a cold. It's not the Rona. I've had my shots, but um, uh, my voice probably sounds funny. I thought I'd start out with with saying I'm brand new to this community, um, and so I appreciate everybody encouraging a newbie to go ahead and share ideas. Um, I'd say it's pretty cool, uh, especially with a community that's been around for a long time. It's probably easy for uh, the old hats in the room to um, to kind of get um, used to how things have been done all the time. So the fact that this community is so welcoming to someone brand new. Um, really, I think, says a lot for the, the strength of the network. So, yeah, thanks for letting me jump in and, and uh, offer some ideas. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, cool, yeah, and it's like it's a good idea, too. I'm just going to say that right now. There's my bias guy. I, I think this is a pretty good idea. Uh, the purpose, the objective of the of the whole paper, and I'm just reading directly here, the purpose of this proposal is to engineer an economic pathway for massively scaling the Gridcoin network. Uh, in brief, this involves screen listing computing projects from for-profit companies without awarding them minted GRC. So basically, uh, it, there would be a second list. This this has to do with the RAIN function. And we've talked about this as a community years ago. And I was actually against it in the way it was presented before. Uh, but there would be a, a group of Boink projects that would buy GRC and incentivize people to crunch it by RAINing or distributing that bought GRC to the crunchers. Um, in the past, the idea was that the whitelisted projects would do this on top of uh, their <laughs> their uh, protocol incentive. Just a second, guys. Hey, so what this is saying, uh, different from the old presentation of this proposal, is keep the whitelist as it is. Any newly, any freshly minted coins. Is this continues to be distributed through our magnitude distribution mechanism, uh, which is uh, f- an even distribution of magnitude across all weightless projects, and add a second list uh, where there are these projects that can't get whitelisted, but they can participate in this uh, green list. Where uh, so that would keep people's um, allow people to or continue to encourage people to crunch the non-sexy projects, while also letting "Quote unquote sexy projects." Having my, the examples I always use are Viagra and Balding. Uh, let them participate as well, but they have to sort of pay for it. They can't just come in and siphon off all the the inflation-based currency. Um, yeah, there's even uh, technical proposals like how this might happen with uh, the protocol in here. So really, you guys should read this if you haven't yet. Um, here's one excerpt I find particularly interesting. Uh, Bitcoin's value in real, tangible, even dollar-denominated terms is derived from the the network's shared belief in its future value. Bluntly, people are willing to trade goods and services for Bitcoin now because they believe that in the future, other people will be willing to trade even more goods and services for those same Bitcoins, assuming broad economic growth and a known limited supply of Bitcoin. This chain of network belief works well once established, but it's difficult to get going. At some point, someone must be willing to give up two pizzas for thousands of Bitcoin. So this is having to do with the value of uh, the network, Bitcoin's value is because bit- people perceive it as valuable. 
Uh, it's arguable that Bitcoin's value is also uh, because it operates as a global ledger of money, of, of wealth in the world, and is you know, trying to replace mechanisms, ancient structures that uh, secure hundreds of trillions of dollars worth of wealth, you know, banks and, and financial institutions and the like. Uh, but Gridcoin is not going to be that. It cannot be that because we started. We don't have that first mover effect. We have to develop our own ways to create value in the network. <laughs> Sorry, she just knocked over her water dish and got very confused about why her feet are wet. Um, the <laughs> some of the value propositions that have been put in the forward in the past have to do with uh, putting science on the blockchain and bringing the value that scientific systems produce and putting them on the blockchain. So peer review, publishing, accreditation, uh, stuff like that. Other mechanisms include time-based contract or staking contracts where someone can boost their magnitude by staking Gridcoin behind a project to get more crunchers to that project. Uh, and then this green paper, this, this proposal here, is a third avenue whereby companies would be uh, purchasing GRC directly off the market or through this nonprofit perhaps, uh, and then giving that to crunchers who can then do stuff with the GRC. Um, uh, thoughts so far? Yeah, I have, a, I have a lot of thoughts about the proposal, but I think we should maybe tackle things one at a time. Uh, I think the first thing we have to ask is uh, which, uh, you know, how do we basically separate which projects uh, are uh, basically on the white list versus which projects are on the green list. So I think a pretty uh, safe, uh, you know, metric is, you know, whether that project can, uh, you know, create a profit, right? Um, and so if it, can create, if it can create a profit, then the, the company that's crunching it should either, you know, rain Gridcoin um, in, the, in the manner that AGP is proposing, or, you know, in a sense, we could actually provide computing power for free if we uh, actually got, you know, a chunk of, uh, uh, you know, profit in the company after some time if it ended up working out. That's a bit more complicated. That's a bit more down the road. So that, that is that is actually what is proposed here. So the, the paper says a profit-driven endeavor or something like that would be on the green list. Anything that's sort of basic science, non-translatable science would be on the white list. And I think that's a great distinction to make. It's an important one. And in this sort of part of the discussion, we should add that the way a project gets on the green list, it's the same way a project gets added to the whitelist. It would be voted on by the network. So um, the agent P uses the example of a military project. Uh, like they wouldn't vote to add that. Other people might. I wouldn't vote to add a hacking project, something that's trying to crack passwords, stuff like that. So even if it's a for-profit business and it's not going on the whitelist, I still wouldn't vote for that to be greenlisted. So it would still be based on network values, based on participants in the network and their stake. Uh, yeah. What are your other thoughts, Chocolate? Uh, I mean, I have a, I have a, a lot, but I think maybe. Do you, I mean, do you want to continue? Because uh, well, I'm just kind of rambling and trying to summarize it because I don't know what to talk about, what people oh, want to talk okay. about. Cause, so cause if I, you have thoughts, please. Well, because yeah, I was um, no, because I was only saying that because that was the only response. That was the only thing I wanted to talk about. That was a response to what you said. There are there there are a number of um, a number of things. There's two main things I think. Uh, need to be addressed here. So one of them is, uh, you know, the kind of foundation for how exactly we uh, go to go to companies or try to attract companies, and what do we offer them? How do we explain what we have to offer? Uh, and that has to do with, uh, you know, kind of, I, in, in my opinion, I think a hardware profiling database would really help with that. And then the second uh, issue is uh, which, what type of companies. Uh, we want to uh, we want to try try to attract right or what should, what type of company should we focus on, and that's kind of important because um, so Agent P wrote this in the green paper and I uh, I responded in the Discord channel. Um, so uh, uh, Agent P suggested that we uh, try to get AI companies right companies that need to you know uh, maybe would be training neural networks or something along those lines. The issue with that, I, I, I can go into technical details, although I don't think it's necessary, that uh, there's a lot of problems with distributed machine learning that would make it very likely that uh, that would a company that wanted to do that would probably not 
use a network like ours. So hold on, let me stop you here. The examples used in the paper are just examples. The whole point is any company could do it. I know, I know, no, I know. That's, that's not that, I, that's not my point. That's not my point. So, so this, I, let's not go down a whether or not an AI project can do it. No, but that, it, the whole, no but that's not that's not my point though. That's not my point. So my my, my point is that um, so that's 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 the, a good example, but probably wouldn't work with, right? And so the question is. Like I said, what do we want to focus on? What kind of companies do we want to focus on? And and we we uh, we should try to. I mean, I don't know the answer, but we should try to figure out uh, industries where we, where we can actually contribute uh, and and attract companies. Like, where are we going to? Uh, uh, where who, what are we going to focus on? So, um, sorry, real quick. I don't have a lot of time. I just got out of a meeting, and I'm about to hop into another one. But. Uh, the um, effectively uh, one of the things I want to point out is um, I think because of the way open source works in the corporate world, where you look at um, I'm going to force it, you look at Hadoop, you, <laughs> you look at um, uh, you look at Spark, you look at any of those major um, uh, you know, and th those are just coming to mind. But you look at any of the major open source uh, softwares, platforms, technologies. Um, what you have is you have a lot of organizations like, oh my gosh, that does have a lot of value. That's really awesome. I'm going to send you like 15 developers and I'm totally going to control the path that this thing goes down. And and, and I'm not saying that to be a scary. I'm j I just, I just want to be clear that it's like we shouldn't aim for gigantic corporations, right? Because corporations have uh, control issues, right? Um, I think, it, in my personal opinion, I think one of the best areas to focus on would be uh, not necessarily small. Small tend to be... Uh, a little scrappy and, and and a little all over the place in what they want to do, very hyper-specific. But that sweet spot, in my opinion, is going to be somewhere close to the academic, um, higher education, um, and any kind of organizations that do a lot of work with academic or, or educational research. Um, because again, a lot of a lot of organizations that might have leading, leading or bleeding edge technologies um, that we might be able to work with and assist. I'm not afraid of, and I, I'm not saying no, just to be very clear. this None of this is a no, this is just my thoughts. Um, it's just, I think when we think about where we want to, where we would want to go first, where the low hanging fruit is first, um, I'd, I'd, I'd narrow it to that. Well, I'm going to redirect yeah. the discussion here because the, the discussion, yes, great. It should not be about what projects we would white, we would greenlist though, because we haven't even talked about the proposal yet. So the, the discussion about what projects we would greenlist is not a discussion because there is no we. A project would come to the network and say, I want to be greenlisted. And then we would have this discussion that we're having right now. Well, these guys are too big. We don't want them in our network. These guys are doing something that we can't, we don't want in our network, right? So let's rewind a little bit and go to the proposal. So here is the actual proposal. Uh, it comes in four steps. Step one is modify the Gridcoin protocol to allow whitelisted projects to be granted different shares of the same minted GRC, including 0%. I'm sorry, guys. My dog is being very annoying. Uh, so a subset of this is a whitelisted project which receives 0% minted GRC would be considered a green list. So this actually ties into tiered magnitude, which we've talked about before. And that would add the, if we, if this is technically how this proposal is implemented, it would add the ability to create stake-based magnitude rewards, where there would be a minimal amount of magnitude that's granted to each whitelisted project and a maximum amount of magnitude that is, could be granted to each uh, whitelisted project. And the way uh, a project is, uh, the, the magnitude granted to a project is determined between those bounds is based on how much GRC is staked behind an address that represents that project. So the more GRC that someone buys and puts behind a project, the more magnitude that project would get. So, so that's for white, hold on, that's for whitelisted projects. And then a 0% of that whitelisted, of that minted GRC would mean that it's a greenlisted project. They would get zero GRC from the protocol. They would have to buy all GRCs that's used to incentivize their crunchers all right uh goblin what do you want to say no i just um no that was just interesting i mean i i mean this is this i mean this is pretty much almost uh this is more of a of a protocol supported version of that of the rain feature that we wanted to use right the project rain absolutely works. so to continue yeah. the proposal number two is modify the rain by magnitude rpc command to divert 20% of range grc to the foundation fund and limit the total grc that can be ranged to no more than 
uh, X percent per day per project, depending on the inflation rate. So in the paper, they use 2,240 GRC per project per day per project. So they say 1.2 times the amount currently minted to whitelist projects. That's a very interesting uh, detail. But so they're saying any of these greenlisted projects that are using GRC to that buy GRC to incentivize their crunchers, 20% of whatever they incentivize their crunchers with uh, goes to the foundation. That's how this proposal uh, helps fund further development. So that is fairly interesting. And then the um, maximum. GRC to be reigned, that is there because you we don't want to allow, or this proposal doesn't want to allow um, a sexy project to come in and completely monopolize the network by saying, we're going to reign 1 million GRC on our crunchers. Uh, so even the whitelisted projects lose uh, all their crunchers, right? So that's the 1.2 times the amount minted by the whitelisting projects. So there will always be an incentive for the whitelisted projects, for those basic research uh, projects. And what I'm getting at here is there are two, what this would do is create two types of grid coin. There would be the basic research, the foundational research, and there would be the translational research. Translate The basic research projects, Prime Grid, um, a lot of World Community Grid, but not all actually, and, and stuff like that, that's just exploring the world, exploring the universe, Einstein at home. That would all be whitelisted. It would get incentivized with GRC directly from the protocol. The translatable network, the green list, would be something that's finding a better Viagra. And they would have to pay to get our computation power, our flops. So it's an interesting um, dichotomy here. So the they, they say the 20% diverted to the foundation is referred to as a service fee. And the 1.2 multiple funding cap is referred to as a funding limit. Step three. Uh, so step one. Uh, allow projects to have modified magnitude. Step two, create a 20% of rain goes to foundation, or create a service fee and a funding limit. Step three, allow four project, four profit projects to be granted greenless status. Uh, these four profit projects would fund and incentivize crunching on the project using the modified rain by magnitude, rain by magnitude RPC command in the previous step. Um, step so that would basically say, okay, we're open. Anyone who wants to get some of our flops convince us that you should be greenlisted, uh, us being the network. Uh, step four, allow the foundation fund to sell GRC to greenlisted projects at a negotiated price well above market rate. Uh, this is to get around the relatively low liquidity excuse me, of GRC on exchanges. Uh, that is an interesting idea that would have to go through a nonprofit. Uh, although we could do a community fund, but... Uh, Basically, that's just saying there's not enough GRC on the market for some big project to come in and buy a bunch and rain on their crunchers. So we've got to sell them some from the foundation at an elevated price so that the foundation benefits from the exchange. So that, in short, is the proposal. It sounds pretty feasible. Uh, and at step four is likely a temporary measure. Stop biting me. <laughs> so uh, that's the proposal. Okay. Let's not talk about what projects we would want to reach out to yet. Uh, but let's talk about that proposal. Do people think that's a good idea? Do people understand what this proposal is suggesting? Suggesting? I mean, we've talked we've talked about this before. I think most people here understand the concept. Yeah, which is really interesting. HNP, did you know that we had had sort of uh, very similar conversations about this, just not this detailed before? Or is this just completely out of the blue? Um, this is out of the blue. I, I After I wrote the proposal or maybe started hinting some bits and pieces of it, uh, I th think Chocolate and some other folks mentioned uh, Microgrid, but I never um, was able to dig up a, a detailed discussion of what that project is. And, and I also didn't dig too deep um, uh, just because sometimes ignorance is a useful asset. Um, uh, and so when you're attacking a new problem, uh, sometimes it's helpful to not do too much pre-research, um, because then you get to sucked into all the solutions that have been tried before. So, um, yeah, so the, the parallels are an accident, um, but awesome. hopefully I'll offer a little bit something new. Yeah, because it makes it really easy to talk about, because Chocolate, I think you're right. Most of us already understand the concept and kind of like like it to some extent. And it's different than microgrid. Gah! Ow! Sorry. Uh, it's different from uh, microgrid in 
<laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take over since Jericho's getting. No, no, I got it. I got it. I it. Because uh, Microgrid, we it was a project that was run by us, by you know at least some members of the community doing sending out work units on behalf, basically an umbrella project that's working on behalf of other projects that don't have enough work units that uh, to actually uh, you know on the scale of like Milky Way at Home or World Community Grid. So they wouldn't have enough, and so we didn't want to reward them because it would mess up with the calculate uh, the rack calculations and so on. So this is this is a lot different. This is more of a model for com uh, much larger institutions that actually might have a lot of work, uh, but they might be for profit, and so therefore they don't you know they're not. We don't want to give them that stuff for free, basically. But it precludes microgrid because it, he mentions in the proposal that like this this green list will only. Uh, work for sort of large projects with, uh, and the whitelist only works for projects with continuing work. We're we're seeing this problem with GPU Grid right now, where they don't have enough work units really to stay on the whitelist. So with this green list, these smaller projects could. Uh, ah, shit! Oh, hold on. I have a a quote here that uh, brings me to it. All right, in its current. Implementation. This is from the proposal. In its current implementation, Gridcoin is most easily applied to projects built on the standard Boink infrastructure. This is by no means a requirement and could change soon. However, Boink was not designed with much consideration for data security and privacy. A company with even the slightest desire to ensure security of proprietary business data algorithms will likely not choose Gridcoin. Uh, okay. So one uh, uh, one thing I want I did want to I mentioned earlier that I want to expand on is uh, how exactly we uh, articulate to these companies what we can offer to them, right? And so why is this important? So and in, in when I say what can we offer to them, I mean in terms of computational power. Uh, how many you know how many uh, uh, computers with uh, more than four cores available and more than eight gigs of RAM available is it might be important if the that company needs more than eight gigs of RAM for for their stuff to function. I think some of the LHC at home uh, working is uh, take a lot of RAM. Right. Another question might be bandwidth. So, Agent, Agent P uh, just posted something. Uh, uh, up there uh, regarding, he was saying that basically what I was saying about AI can't work on Boink being correct. And, you know, one of the reasons is that uh, there is a lot of uh, bandwidth required to do, uh, for example, deep learning. Um, and so, uh, you know, we, we have to have a, an accurate assessment of and survey of uh, what we have on the network. Uh, you know, how much computational power do we have? And so uh, basically, you know, I've suggested this before uh, that we basically create a hardware profiling database uh, that basically we we survey all of the uh, hardware that's on the network to get an assessment of uh, you know what 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 do we actually have? How powerful are we really in terms of computational power? Um, and this has a lot of benefits. Uh, one of them is for my proposal to change the reward mechanism, but that's a different topic. Let's I don't think we should go down that road for now, but. You know, it would also uh, it would enable us uh, in in this particular case. It would really help us in uh, trying to in, in in attracting companies, right? Because in a, let's say a company wanted to come to us now, and they wanted to ask us, you know, uh, how much computational power can be can can we provide? And we could only give very very rough approximations, right? And so if you're a business and you're uh, uh, wondering, am I going to spend if it you, you have to think of it from a business mindset. Can I spend money on this, right? How much money are we willing to spend on this? You really need to know what you're actually going to be able to get out of it, right? It's there, that, There's a very careful calculation that needs to be there. And so uh, a hardware profiling database in this particular instance would be very, very, very helpful. It'd be helpful for a lot of other reasons as well. We could, you know, for example, estimate the amount of energy that, we, that we're consuming on the network and then have green energy exchanges uh, we can do, which would, could also, if a company wants to say, if the com if a green listed company wants to say, well, actually, where uh, you know, where uh, green energy will be offset our carbon emissions to some extent, well, you know, that that could be another way we could do it. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, uh, having an accurate assessment of what what we can actually offer would be uh, very very useful in attracting companies. Absolutely. Uh, does anyone think that the proposal here is not a good idea? So then would not like the idea of having a second uh, a second whitelist essentially called a green list 
where we <laughs> require projects to buy GRC to incentivize crunchers. Okay, then that's that's great. Um, I'm going to Agent P just said uh, also setting um, trying to uh, get a set up a hardware profiling database would also help us learn how to set up a Boink project of our own, which would in help us help other companies set up their own Boink projects. I think something that we actually lack right now in the community is uh, people who actually run Boink projects. We don't we don't really know what it looks like from the perspective of Boink administrators, Boink project administrators, uh, what it actually takes, what, you know, hardware, software, you know, how many uh, person hours per month or whatever. We don't actually know what that looks like. Um, and I don't want to like hijack the discussion to, to show my hardware profiling database idea, but uh, you know, it would help in that, in that capacity. Is Shaven go gone? Uh, okay, so Sai uh, Sai asks, um, so Agent P said probably a network wide poll to gauge broad support would be the next step. I agree with that. Um, if I had enough grid coin of my own, uh, I would do that. Uh, maybe someone else can do that. Um, I, I have no issue with that. We do have opinion polls, by the way, so not all polls are binding in the community. Um, so, by the way, if, can, can someone just say in the chat whether my mic is on? Because sometimes my thing's not working at all. Yes, okay, thank you, Foxy. Uh, okay, so uh, we do not all polls in the network are binding. So we can have uh, just an opinion poll asking how many people are interested in this. Is this a good idea? And I do think that's a. I think that's a. I think it's a great idea uh, to set up a poll and ask people what their opinions are. Um, so Sai Sai next said, uh, "What is the benefit of integrating with the protocol versus just building a Gridcoin integrated Boink server distribution that enables projects to pay out Gridcoin based on their own preferences?" Uh, that's a legitimate question. So I. Uh, want to think about that for a second, but I'm wondering if Agent P has any uh, has any thoughts since it's uh, Agent it, since it's his proposal. It's a uh, similar question was um, raised on the on the uh, the Reddit post. I'm gonna pull it up and see if I can merge the two questions. One sec. All right. Uh, similar question was asked by Frank zero zero five on um, on the Reddit post. Um, yes, as, essentially as I as I understand it, that the advantage. Um, Number one is ready access to a bunch of people who are already familiar with the system and are, have already said that they're willing to do something like this. Um, so a business, uh, if they were going to do this separately, they wouldn't have to use Gridcoin. They could use any currency they wanted, dollars. Um, but they would have to advertise it and find people and show them how to set up Boink. Um, uh, that's a bunch of steps um, that just add cost to a business. Whereas if they go on the green list uh, on Gridcoin, they will get pulled. The whole community will be made aware of their project. And the whole community, they'll have sort of instant access to 15,000 people that already know how to run and operate the software and are already familiar with it. The second major advantage is that the Gridcoin network handles um, the magnitude calculation and the distribution of currency for computational work uh, done. Um, and so the company doesn't have to build that whole payment system from scratch, essentially. Um, it really, I think, simplifies the, the barriers to entry, um, something like that. Does that help? Uh, hopefully that helps answer the question. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully. Um, so yeah, size, size, typing. Uh, yeah, so reduced barriers is a plus. Uh, so um, uh, what else do we I'm want back. to? Okay, so we, uh, you might want to read over the chat. We basically talked a bit more about, uh, so basically setting up a Boink project, uh, hard report database would help us learn how to set up Boink projects, which is useful. And then SciSci asked, what's, what's the benefit of uh, integrating with the protocol versus just building a Boink, a uh, Gridcoin integrated Boink server? And uh, Agent P just uh, answered that question. Um, so uh, it also brings in tiered magnitude. Right, it's it's basically just implement tiered magnitude. Yeah, I mean we 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 were we we've been talking about that for a while as well. I don't. It's not a yeah. Um, what else? I do want to. I know Jay Ringo said he didn't want to focus on this earlier, but if if there's nothing else to talk about, I, I do think we should talk about just at least explore a bit. Um, what kind of companies can we or or kind of what are what are strategies for actually attracting companies? Before we get to that, we'll we'll save that for the absolute end because it's not 
Yeah, but so so some of the points here made in the paper that uh, support this proposal are uh, based off of the fact that Ethereum is switching to proof of stake. So just for anyone who's listening who might not think this is a good idea, uh, another point here in, uh, that ties to that is that this is trying to bring the price of GRC up so it makes sense to to use GRC as a currency. And uh, thank you for pointing out that that is not the thing we're focused on. But if the thing that is built also has the secondary effect, great. If you're creating a closed economic loop, you're going to bring value to the network. That is going to bring price up, and that's going to incentivize more people to do science. Awesome. Uh, it's not like going out and uh, spamming Twitter with nonsense. So if we can compete for all those GPUs that are about to switch off of Ethereum, uh, awesome, right? <laughs> in, in quotation marks. Yeah. <laughs> I do think they're going to do it. I just don't know when. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no, they're going to it's soon. Uh, well, I, I, heard, I heard June 2021. I heard like in a, in a month. That was a few months ago. I don't know if that's still the timeline. Yeah, it's how software yeah. develops. It takes time. Go ahead, Agent. June or July. I've got get an interesting um, thing to throw in here when, when we talk about scaling with the size of the network and stealing Ethereum GPUs. Um, the Ethereum network is is by my, again, very rough guesstimations, probably 8,000 times larger than Gridcoin. So even if a small percentage of those float over to Gridcoin, um, it's an open question, with the exception of uh, one or two projects, whether we would have enough science to go around for all of them. Um, wow. And so that's another reason that it's interesting to, to bring some for-profit projects into the overall Gridcoin economy is... Um, uh, Science is awesome, and we all want to throw as much computational power at it as we can, but we all know that some projects simply can't generate enough work for the network uh, to keep the network hungry um, or to feed the hungry network. And uh, if we talk about bringing uh, thousands and thousands of Ethereum GPUs onto the network as well, that problem may get accentuated. Um, so just something to think about. Uh, I should. So that's a really, really good point Agent P just brought up. Uh, I do want to uh, uh, also just quickly note that a lot of GPU, um, a lot of GPUs that are crunching Ethereum are in mining rigs. And those mining rigs are probably not, in my experience, have very, very cheap processors, like not powerful at all, and like four gigs of RAM or something like that. And so four gigs of RAM cannot support, you know, you know, 48 gigs of, uh, of GPU memory. Um, so I should, there are bottlenecks in that sense, that pe that uh, people who wanted to join Gridcoin to do to crunch green greenlisted projects, they would have to modify their hardware. So it's not like an immediate switch. But that is that's a that is a really good point. I, I imagine if it's I think AJP said eight thousand times. If just one, it, we could double it, and that would just be one over one eight thousandth of the Gridcoin of the uh, Ethereum network, right? And so that would all immediately double. I imagine it's pretty realistic to say that one eight thousandth of Ethereum uh computational power is coming from uh computers that have a decent amount of memory and so, so another uh, really good point uh in favor of this proposal uh is that if you, we are able to bring more people into the network that means we're bringing more eyeballs and more minds and that means more people are likely to contribute to the network and a, a third great argument here has to do with getting vested interest in the network so if we're getting for-profit companies buying the currency to use it, uh, what we're doing is getting them invested in the Gridcoin network. That means they're going to want to make sure it runs well. Uh, there's an argument to be made, and it was made earlier about making sure they don't get enough, um, they don't get to say which direction the software goes in terms of development, but they're still going to have a vested interest, which means they're going to keep an eye out for cheaters and flaws and bugs and stuff like that. That's very, very powerful. Um, yeah, so those are two other good arguments uh, in favor of getting for-profit uh, companies into the network. And I want to clarify, because in the past, I've been so adamant that I do not want for-profit companies in Gridcoin, because I've always thought about it from the perspective of they're going to be whitelisted, and they're just going to get the, the protocol minted GRC, and then also rain on their own projects, and they're just going to monopolize the, the network, and small projects like Yahoo and whatnot are going to get kicked out completely, never get the processing power they need. So it's going to create the same system that exists right now, which is a failure. But 
if they're separated, if there's always going to be processing power for the smaller experimental projects, uh, that's awesome. For-profit projects can come in and do whatever they want as long as they don't compete with the small stuff. Uh, because when you, you just monopolize a, a, a network, if you allow that to happen. So this is a very interesting solution to uh, the problem there. Do you mind Mojo says tiered magnitude sorry? a bit more? Uh, tiered magnitude, yeah. Uh, first, let me say hi to Mojo. I haven't seen you in ages. Welcome. Glad you could make it this week. Uh, but yeah, tiered magnitude. So uh, the current magnitude structure uh, mechanism splits GRC evenly across all whitelisted projects so that we end up with a relatively even 1 over n distribution of computation power across all the projects because people seek out profit. And uh, if there's zero people crunching a project, well, people are going to go to that project so they can get the GRC that's awarded to that project. Um, there's an argument to be made that the more popular a project, the more GRC from the protocol it should get because more people want to crunch it. And it's a valid argument. The problem is that that would lead to monopolization of the network again. But there is a reasonable middle ground where if a project is popular, uh, maybe it gets a little more GRC than the unpopular project, but to a point, right? There's a minimum guaranteed to all projects, and there's a maximum that a project can get from the protocol. Uh, and where a project lands in between, depends on how popular a project is. So World Community Grid would be like a higher tiered project. It would get rewarded a little more from the protocol because there's more people crunching it, uh, more people wanting to crunch it, uh, so that we're not disincentivizing people, we're, we're not discouraging people from crunching what they want to crunch. Uh, and the way this tiered system would work is based on, currently the idea at least, is based on uh, time-based contracts where or stake-based contracts where I have 10 GRC and I stake it into the network behind World Community Grid. And you know, if World Community Grid gets 100 GRC staked behind it, it moves up a tier and it gets a little more GRC from the protocol. Uh, if it gets 1,000 GRC staked behind it, it gets a little more GRC from the protocol. You know, And maybe there's a maximum where it's like 100,000 GRC staked behind it. It gets the top tier incentivization. Uh, and if ever the amount of GRC staked behind it reduces below that threshold, it lowers in tier. So it encourages people. It's similar to in library, where people use library credits to boost the visibility of their content. If I post a video and put 100,000 LBC behind that video, it's going to be seen by more people because the discoverability uh, protocol, I guess, will, will elevate it and put it on the front page of uh, the app. So it's a similar concept. Here we go. Correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wouldn't that give the power to, it uh, to and basically people who have more grid coin rather than people who have more computational power to decide which projects get more or less uh, magnitude allocated to them? Yes, but it would be yeah. within bounds, right? You'd have a lower and upper bound. Um, um, okay. Uh, why even distribution of grid coin is a good idea? The the current system. Wait, are you asking um, why it's a good idea? No, no, I want, I want to talk about it. So, so here's, here's how I think about um, the reason that the current system that you guys have is, is probably the best way to fund uh, the science that's further from direct economic application. Um, that's really what, we, what we're talking about when we say science. It's the stuff that is a, a public good that's really hard to fund normally uh, in a market-based system. The reason it's hard to public goods are hard to fund is because they're so far removed from their direct economic application that you can't predict what those economic applications, much less monetize them. And so it's hard to get venture capital funding for something. Um, an example that I like to throw out is the GPS network, or is GPS satellites. So um, Einstein dreamed up his theory of special and general relativity probably 80 years before those satellites were up and operational. There was no way that anyone could have predicted the fact that his theory would have enabled the GPS system. However, the GPS system does not work unless the timing signals from the satellites are adjusted for um, time dilation due to both the speed of the satellites, special relativity, 
and their distance from Earth's gravity while general relativity. But the GPS network has added probably $1.4 trillion worth of economic benefits. So this is a useful uh, public good, and it's helpful for the economy, but, but 80 years ago, there was no way to predict that. That's the kind of thing that Gridcoin is, is designed to incentivize. Um, and that's why we have an inflation-based model for whitelisted projects. Um, and that also makes discussing uh, adjusting magnitude by project popularity or perceived utility um, tricky. For certain projects, you can get away with that. But the closer you have to a, to a real uh, identifiable economic benefit for a project, um, the more that project ought to just be funded through venture capital and turned into a business. And then it ought to really be a, a for-profit project. The kind of science that Gridcoin is, is the network uh, does a beautiful job of incentivizing is the stuff that's really far removed from direct application and is impossible to fund without um, taxes or inflation, which I think of as just taxation through other means. Um, those are my thoughts on, on that stuff. And so that's why tiered magnitude, and I'm in agreement with uh, Jay Ringo on this. I really would want to shy away from a pay-to-play system um, being anywhere near the whitelisted projects. And the only reason I would want to support tiered magnitude for the whitelisted projects is if the project administrators themselves requested a reduced magnitude in order to limit the computational power on their project to something that they they themselves can. Um, at any point, I, I would want a project administrator, ideally, to be able to throttle the power on his project up and down according to his needs. Um, if it's a whitelisted project, he ought to be able to throw that throttle as high as he wants to, because we don't have any way of predicting how useful his project is going to be for uh, whether that's next year or 100 years. Um, is that helpful? That's kind of how I think it. That's very helpful. That That's the best argument I've ever heard in favor of uh, helping uh, uh, effectively subsidizing smaller, less popular projects uh, in the in, in Jay Bingo's terms, you know, not sexy. Um, and so we, Jay Bingo and I have had this discussion many times. I, I want to, uh, Jay, are you still here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the I want to just had to poop. That's all. She's fine now. She's asleep. Oh, okay. So um, that's <laughs> that, that was that was a really really cogent argument. That was phenomenal. Um, so I'll, I, I will say this in regards to giving, so the way Jay Ringo is phrasing it, it's giving different projects different amount of magnitudes. My proposal to change the reward, the reward mechanism is to basically say, if you have a GPU, it basically, with excluding some minor fluctuations because of efficiencies and so on, if you have a GPU or a CPU, it doesn't matter what project you crunch, you're going to get the same amount of Bitcoin no matter what. And so you're incentivized to look and care about the science. Uh, and that's the, what you're going to crunch uh, instead of going chasing after the money. And Jay Ringo has brought up a, a very valid point, which is that, um, and he's, he, it's not the only point he's made. And, you know, correct me if I'm oh, wrong, Jay Ringo. But um, <laughs> Jay Ringo has brought, brought up a very good point, which is that uh, um, in addition to not crunching sexy projects um, and, and less popular projects getting less attention. You cut out. The suspense. I'm sure it was a beautiful argument. Yeah. <laughs> this happens around 4.30 every week. It's really weird. I don't know why. Like um, dog. Oh, wait, now I can hear you. Okay, great. Uh, I, was gonna, I was literally <laughs> just thinking, just like your dog at 3.30. I swear. I was like, I was gonna, <laughs> it's just a one-hour time delay. It's between uh, Yonkers and New Jersey. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Jay actually lives in Yonkers. Don't, don't quote me on that. I'm making that up. Uh, this total guess. Um, but... Um, so basically, um, and Jay Ringo has pointed out, uh, some people are going to, uh, some people are only interested in the money in reality anyways, right? And so we might, it's not a bad idea to try to harness that, you know, quote unquote greed in order to direct it in, in positive ways. And, and this is a kind of very good argument that Jay Ringo brought up. And it's like, if people are, are, in, are, are only, people who are only crunching for the money, if we can direct it towards a useful end, then it, then it might actually be a good thing, which is why our current magnitude distribution, which basically uh, 
um, you know, gives an equal amount of magnitude to all projects. And so some projects get way more or less than others. It actually helps the smaller projects in that sense. Right. Um, and so that's, and, and so in agent P you just brought up a really, I, I would say even more, uh, even stronger argument for the, for that particular case. Uh, what I will say is that, um, my, uh, proposal to change the reward mechanism while ideally, and in my opinion, I, on a philosophical level, I actually disagree with both you and Jay Ringo, and that can be a very long discussion. I'm more than happy to compromise uh, on something like, you know, uh, projects, um, crunchers can get a, a little bit more uh, grid coin for crunching smaller projects than larger ones. And that would still incentivize people to crunch the smaller ones. The issue that we have currently is that some projects will give 500% more for some uh, projects over others, right? Between like the most and least popular projects. I'm basing this on data from a couple of years ago, but I imagine it's probably still similar. Uh, it just gives this gargantuan chasm between the amount of uh, grid coin that's given to these different projects. And so I want to, I want to reduce that, that, that level, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm willing to compromise on, you know, how much more should a smaller project get that's not getting so much attention. It could be 1%, 5%, 10%, 20%, whatever. It's, it's an arbitrary number. But like the 500% difference is what bothers me, uh, and I, which, in which I think creates a lot of really bad incentives in in the network, and so and so that's my response to uh, what Agent P just said. I will agree that that was a much better, uh, a, a much more coherent argument than what I've ever said. So thank you, Agent P. Uh, all right, are there any other thoughts on this uh, proposal here, and what it might do? Sort of, we're, we're looking for unknown. Uh, implications on what something like this might do to the network. Um, and then, of course, we're, we're going to look for technical, uh, whether it's, it's possible. And then questions like, what size? Don't eat the mic. I'm using it. Come on, Foxy. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to be looking for uh, technical questions <laughs> and solutions, like, like what size I was asking. Is this the way we should really do it? Uh, is there a better solution? But it sounds like the people here so far generally like the idea. And the next step uh, is to go to the implementation section of the paper and read it. All right, so Agent lays out four steps for implementing this. Um, this assumes that it goes through a poll, a network poll, sees it, make sure it's what the network wants. And then it would require, one, the forming of an official Gridcoin nonprofit. The use of official, I disagree with, because there is no official. It would just be a nonprofit, uh, and it would be probably formed by a bunch of us who have been here for a very long time, uh, and uh, the core devs. Uh, step number two, uh, create business communication materials, such as flyers, presentations, and websites. So that goes back to what Chocolate, what you were talking about, and the, what uh, maybe we'll talk about next episode, which is more like general how to market Gridcoin. Uh, step three would be advertising and reaching out to interested businesses. Again, to what Chocolate was talking about, which businesses will we reach out to with that nonprofit? <laughs> step four, <laughs> greenlisting the first project as, as a trial run. Uh, so it's a fairly straightforward implementation if the technicals are put in place, which is just allowing a project to be whitelisted with 0% magnitude distributed to it. Uh, and once it hits that 0%, then it can be considered greenlisted. I'm not sure if there's another way to do it, but that's what is proposed here. Um, any other thoughts here? I will encourage people to respond on GitHub. Uh, I know it's going to, like, the written responses are just less scattered. There's no dogs trying to attack. There's no mics getting cut out uh, <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah, I would also love to see Sai or Jim talk about the technical implications or technical technical uh, implementation of this and and what they think about it. Um, that said, then um, we've got a little bit of time. Chocolate, do you want to go back to talking about what, like step two and three, what we should reach? Ow! Hey, puppy! Did you did you mean to say out to instead of ow? Yeah, I did. That's where you were going. She's still got puppy teeth, man, and she doesn't know not to chew quite yet. They're sharp. They're little daggers. Um, so, the, so the, this is a legitimate question, and I, I, I don't really have answers to it. I just think it, like, it, I, I think first of all, in terms of steps, I really do think I, I am strongly in favor of getting a hardware profiling database online because that will 
really enable us to actually um, articulate what we can offer. But in terms of uh, in terms of like what kinds of industries or projects can we support? Again, I think AI is off the table. Uh, Agent P made a, a good um, uh, a, a good uh, wrote something in the chat earlier uh, to that end. Uh, and so the question is, what can we support? It's a it's an honest question. You go ahead. Uh, I would argue in favor of starting small, starting with uh, researchers um, and actually universities rather, because we're asking them to pay. And the way we can sell it is uh, talk about the cost savings uh, that they would receive by using a Boink project and buying computation through Gridcoin through our network versus setting up a cluster or buying renting time on a supercomputer. Hold on, I, I, there, I have a one one question about that so how what about the project what about the universities that are already currently whitelisted wouldn't they wouldn't those universities say well why why are those whitelisted but we have to pay so for example uh gardasil which is the hpv vaccine was developed by a university but it was a, definitely a for-profit development uh so we could find a project that's doing that something like that that's developing like a very tangible product or a company either one, but the way we would approach it is uh, say, look, you're going to spend X amount of dollars on a supercomputer. Why not spend one-tenth of that or one-one-hundredth of that by using Boink and Gridcoin? While well, at the I, same time getting your ESG in, your environmental, social, and governance uh, principles in your company, you get goodwill, you save money, you get people looking at your project and paying attention to you as a company and falling in love with you for everything you're doing. and you know, there's. I think there's a lot of good selling points we have uh, from that perspective. That's that's a, that's an interesting uh, example. So I don't know whether the example you gave Gardasil, if that was industry funded or if that if that was maybe mixed with NIH funding. Um, but that is uh, so that that's the kind of fine line I was talking about earlier, which is uh, like where exactly is the line between what projects get whitelisted and what projects don't. And so when we we're talking about a university that might be developing something that would then generate a profit, that's kind of like a good example. Um, uh, and so, uh, uh, yeah, I, that's, that's a very interesting example. And so the question is like, the next question is, do we, do we approach this mainly from advertising or do we approach this ma mainly through like trying to like actively reach out to, uh, to companies and projects and so on? I think the, for the first projects is to have the nonprofit reach out to uh, companies and businesses. So and the, so and so my question. So the the trade off here is that we need resources. We need people looking for those type types of things. Those things have to be found, right? Yeah, Shaco brings up the startups could be good. That's a, they have investment capital and infrastructure. That's a good point. For sure, I absolutely, I totally agree. What I, what I'm saying is there's like. This isn't exactly a dichotomy, but uh, or or the only two options. But there is a kind of difference between advertising, which is which would basically uh, um, people would find us, versus us switching out to projects or companies. That like that's kind of we could do a mixed or a mixed version of that or whatever. But uh, um, uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. I think we should. That's a topic of. Uh, I think we should talk about that at, at some point. Maybe not now. Maybe now. I don't know. Are you still talking? Am I the only one here? Not talk. I knew. So is Jay Ringo not saying anything? Okay, maybe Jay Ringo got caught up with the dog again. Uh... Yeah, sorry, Beck. Um, yeah, I think we should. Yeah, right. Advertising for marketing and outreach. So we'll have to decide what to do. But it's that's uh, the last step here. So first, we have to build a nonprofit and tech. Well, first, tech, this thing needs to be technically implemented, and then there has to be a nonprofit. Just so you guys know, building a nonprofit is not a quick thing. Uh, it's simple. It's fairly simple. Uh, you fill out some forms, you pay some money, and you know if you're legit, you get a nonprofit. But uh, it's just takes months of waiting. Uh, so we keep that brought, in mind. We also brought that up. What was it? Two years ago? Because you're gone. What'd you say? Uh, you cut out. Oh no, I'm saying we we were talking about making a a nonprofit um, uh, a few years ago or a couple of years ago, back when like some other people like used the term gridcoin and we were all freaking out that we were going to get our name taken and blah 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 and we just never yeah. did it uh, no a nonprofit like it's, it's been 
tentatively in the works for a while. It should be made. It would help a lot. Uh, but we are out of time now, so uh, I didn't expect everyone to be so on board with this. I was hoping there would be more of a back and forth. I'm glad Agent P was able to join us for the discussion to sort of elucidate some things. Is that the right word? Uh, that's that that isn't that's not an illuminate word. Illuminate some ideas, shed some light on educate. the thoughts, educate us, say good words and good orders. <laughs> so. That said, guys, read the green paper. There's a lot in there. Uh, it's very convincing as well. And I think we should do it. I would love to hear from Science Jim on whether it's technically feasible and what they think about it at large. Uh, otherwise, join us next Friday at 3 30. Oh, also, put your ideas on the GitHub. Put your responses on the GitHub. Uh, otherwise, join us next Friday, 3 30 p.m. Eastern on the Gridcoin Discord server, where I will be sure to walk my dog before the show. Have a great week, everyone.